Amen. Amen. Welcome. Welcome this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. If you're new here, my name is Austin, and, uh, and I, get to, I get to do some of the teaching around, around here. Um, and so that's been, that's been fun. Uh, I've, I've been enjoying it, but it's kind of been this, this process. Uh, and so, again, I, I like to just take an opportunity every time when I get up here just to thank you um, for being here and, uh, and, and for listening and for engaging, not only with worship and, and the arts, but also uh, with the message and, and with what God, what we believe God's, God's put on our heart to share with you um, today. So um, uh, last week, Blair kicked off the series called God's Good Gifts. And, uh, and in my opinion, he got a pretty easy one. I mean, he got to talk about the Holy Spirit, right? Okay, and, and when, when we put together these series, like, we, we, we kind of pick ideas. We're like, all right, this is how we're going to build it. And so Blair's like, yeah, Austin, you get emotions, which if you know Blair, kind of makes sense. <laughs> and if you know me, that makes even more sense. So, um, but we're going to talk about that a little bit today, and I'm just like, uh, that, that was kind of a joke, okay? Blair's one of the more emotional dudes I know, okay? He, he won't admit it, and like, if, the guy cries a lot more than you think, okay? Not saying that's, well, you have to be emotional, I guess, to cry, but anyway, regardless, um, it's, it's, uh, it's been fun, so I, I just think it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that, that I get to get up here and talk about emotions. So, um, we're in this series called God's Good Gifts, as we roll into this kind of this holiday season, and uh, I honestly couldn't, I couldn't be more excited to enter into this season. This is my favorite time of year. I love Christmas time. Last night, we went to go check out the lights, like the drive-through lights in Shipshe. That show, has anyone been to that yet? Anyone been? Okay. G- quick tip for you. Go early. Okay. <laughs> go early. Holy cow. Especially if you've got young humans with you. If you have t- tiny humans with you, go early and take snacks. Okay, because that was, uh, I guess we were somewhat prepared, but yeah, we got home really late last night unexpectedly and way past bedtime. But anyway, we survived, and Ophie loved it. She had a great time. Okay, but to me, there's just something about the season. There's something about the lights. There's something about the Christmas trees, right? The season's greetings, Merry Christmas, okay? And, And usually it's cold. It's been kind of different here the past few years in northern Indiana, but usually, and I like hats. I like layers, Okay, boots and stuff like that, like that's kind of right up my alley. Okay, peppermint in everything, in anything, call me basic or whatever, but like I love it. Okay, I'm I'm weird like that. Um, And then of course there's the gifts, right? There's the gifts and who doesn't enjoy gifts, right? Everyone enjoys, everyone enjoys, enjoys gifts. And really much of what we like and enjoy about the season is because of the way that it makes us feel. The awe of the lights, the nostalgia of the Christmas tree, the affection from a smile and a hug followed with Merry Christmas, the safety and comfort of a warm home, cozy blankets and fuzzy socks, right? The happiness spurred on from a thoughtful gift and the satisfaction in the giving of your gifts and seeing the faces of those you love, enjoy them. Friends, these feelings and emotions that we have and share are very much one of God's good gifts. And so this season in particular would be rather boring, right? It'd be rather boring and dull without feelings or emotions. 
Okay, the, it, it, would, it would not be the same. And that, that really goes for all of life, really. All of life would be dull and boring without emotions. But I imagine many of us, many of us would have a hard time with the idea of waking up on Christmas morning and opening up a box of loneliness or grief or anxiety and then calling that gift good. I imagine a lot of us would have a hard time with that. And for some of us, much of what we dislike about this season is precisely the way that it makes us feel, the emotions that come up. Anyone who's ever lived, okay, knows we feel unpleasant emotions at times, sometimes every day. Some are stronger than others, more uncomfortable than others, more debilitating than others. And so it's easy to reconcile the idea that good emotions that we feel are gifts. That's easy. But how could anyone begin to define those bad emotions, bad emotions, as gifts? Let alone, or never mind, being good ones. I think one of the reasons this idea is so difficult for us is because of the way many of us have learned about our emotions and how we were raised to feel and express them. Which partially may result in a need for us to redefine what is good and bad emotions when it comes to emotions, as well as a new propensity towards feeling and expressing those emotions. When you read the Bible, it doesn't take long to realize that God is an emotional being. God is emotional. Okay, just to point to a few of the scriptures, okay, we read God rejoices and delights. God gets angry, displeased, and jealous. We read that he grieves and he mourns and he feels compassion. He laughs even. And in the person of Jesus, we know God was, was fully human, feeling all that we feel. If God is emotional, we are too. We are too. Because we are made in his own image. Right? Gen this, is, this is back to the beginning. You guys know I, I love Genesis, okay? I, I like to go back to that. This is, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Right? But Genesis, Genesis 3 then happened, okay? And so now we exist in a fallen state predisposed to sin, and so we don't always get our emotions right, or we don't always respond to them in ways that we should, okay? But still, we are very much, very intentionally, emotionally created beings that God created in his image, that God not only called good, but very good, right? God saw all that he had made, and it was very good, right? And there was evening, there was morning, the sixth day, Genesis 131, so why? Being made in his image, why, why did emotions come along with that? Why did God give us emotions? And why, why even more than that, why do I, why do we consider them, should we consider them gifts? All of them. Full transparency, okay? Kind of alluded to it a little bit there, but I'm a rather emotional uh, guy, Okay? I'm a rather emotional dude, and, uh, and then I became a dad, <laughs> um, which only made me more of an emotional uh, human being. And so I guess what I mean by emotional is, 
and this is where I was getting to, is I, I, tend, to, um, I tend to cry a lot during Disney movies. Uh, like, it's, it's, uh, it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, really, I- any movie, M- Morgan will kind of look over and you know, some, some, something's going on, okay? Just, for example, just the other day, just the other day, and especially because Ophie's in this, in this age right now where she's just really into Disney movies, she's really into Disney TV shows, like we're, we're, we're kind of watching those, and it's been fun, right? And so um, just the other day, we're watching an episode of Bluey, which is like slowly becoming one of my favorite TV shows. Any Bluey fans out there? Anyway, okay, yeah. I, I, I like one of my own personal favorite TV shows. Like it's slowly becoming that, all right? And so out of nowhere... Out of nowhere, this show just starts tugging on my heartstrings, right? And it was just like, it was, it was one of those moments. It was like the right combination of dust and light in the room. And so like, I just kind of, you know, my eyes, they, they start doing the thing. Okay, you know how it goes, right, men? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, all jokes aside. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Tim's over here crying already. Okay. <laughs> um, all jokes aside, I'm totally like a puddle during this specific bedtime episode as I was just reminded of how short this season of life is. Where tuckins and book readings, rockings and snuggles are the ways that my little one receives my love. And I find myself sort of grieving in that moment, right? I, I, grieving that. Yes, even like the 3 a.m. wake ups. Dada, passy, passy. Right? I find myself even, even mourning that, okay? And then I gotta go in there and like fumble around and look for the passy. It's <laughs> pitch black in there. You know, she has to sleep with the, this has to be pitch black anyway. Some of you can relate. Okay, and uh, at one point, um, during, <laughs> at one point during the, during the TV show, Ophie noticed, she noticed my response and, and she looks at me and she goes, Dada sad. Dada sad. And she stops watching this TV show that like, I literally, I, I, can, I can barely often like rip her from the screen, like rip her away from watching it and she faces me and she hugs me, you know? Growing up, growing up, I didn't see my dad cry a lot. At least not that I can remember or that I ever saw. You know, and that's something we kind of hear often. We kind of hear that often, don't we? Like, oh, I never saw, I never, yeah, I never saw my dad growing up. Right? And, and I've even heard, I've even heard at times, some people say that with like a sense of pride. Yeah, I never saw my dad cry. You know, I wish I would have seen my dad cry more. I saw a lot of anger growing up. And somehow, for some reason, that expression or emotion is more appropriate for men, especially. Perhaps it's more comfortable. We know it better because we've seen it more, maybe, perhaps, been there more. And then when women, and then the flip side, when women get angry, well, whoa, they're serious. Whoa, it's serious now. As if, we laugh, but like as if their tears weren't serious enough. And in those, oh, quit being emotional, hormonal. Oof, don't say that one. Right? as women are so unjustly but sadly commonly defined. And thus, the myth that being emotional is confined to a certain gender. Fun fact, fun fact here for you all. Okay, men are just as emotional as women, all right? Okay, a recent study by the University of Michigan and Purdue University found that emotional fluctuations of both genders are clearly, quote, clearly, consistently, and unmistakably more similar than they are different, end quote. God made humans 
humans to feel and experience and express emotion in his image, not just women. Another myth about emotions is that some are defined as good and others defined as bad or wrong. And this can lead to what I would consider, and I think what other, what other experts would consider, emotional suppression. Where you don't express or you bury the bad emotions or the wrong ones, right? The wrong, the ones that, you don't talk about those, you're not supposed to feel those, okay? You know, just, just bury it. And maybe you've heard the expression, emotions buried alive never die. And if you haven't, now you have, now you have heard that, okay? Emotions buried alive never die. It will, it will, however, lessen, okay, lessen the emotion's intensity, okay? So it might feel like, it might give the illusion that that emotion is dead in your life, but that's because it has not lived out its intended, its intended purpose in your life. And what will happen is that emotion will leak out somewhere else. Buried emotions never leak out in a healthy way. My buried emotions, the ones that I like consistently bury or are more prone to bury, leak out in my anger. The emotion I saw a lot growing up, right? They leak out in that. And perhaps because I'm more comfortable, I've been expressing it for a long time. Okay, and so my, those emotions I suppress, they leak out in my anger. And so my anger becomes more exacerbated because of the other emotions that I'm suppressing. What if God gave us emotions especially the unpleasant ones. And I say unpleasant intentionally. because I don't, I don't think about bad emotions. And I know there's this new language around positive emotions and negative emotions. I think that's more helpful. But I'm going to say unpleasant ones. So what if God gave us emotions, especially the unpleasant ones, not to, not to suppress or define for our, ourselves as good, and, as good and bad, but like everything else, what if God gave us emotions as a gift to steward, like everything else, to steward, to take care of. How do we steward our emotions? How do we steward those? We, well, we listen to them. We care for them, not only in ourselves, but also in others. And we respond to them. You see, emotions are, are like signals. Think about your car, for example, okay? Just, consistently across the board will always be, a, I feel like, a metaphor that I come back to or an analogy that I come back to if, you're, if you've been around here. Okay, think about your car. Okay, and just to, just to elaborate the metaphor, all right, the vehicle that takes you towards your destination, right? Okay, along the way, along the way, you might notice this signal lit up on your dash. It's already up. Perfect. You might notice this signal. Does anyone know what this signal is? Raise your hand. There should be every hand when I'm done. <laughs> okay, come on. You guys should know the signal under Ash. Okay, well, unless not every hand. You know, if you're, if you're not driving yet, I guess that makes sense, okay? But now if you're a driver's test, you know. All right. Um, this signal is an important signal, first of all. All right, this is your tire pressure. I think I heard some, some people say that. Okay, and if you see this signal, what should you do? Go faster. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> you should probably check your tires, <laughs> Okay. When this signal is lit up, it's letting you know, hey, something's up. You should pay attention to this. You might want to check this out. Because what happens if you don't? So some smart aleck, nothing. Nothing happens, just a light that comes out, I don't know. You know? Okay, well, wait, really though, what, what could happen? Well, if you ignore it and continue to drive on it, okay, it could affect your safety. 
including handling and braking. It can also decrease fuel efficiency, damage your tire sidewalls, and cause uneven tread wear. Thank you, BridgestoneTires.com. Our emotions are similar to the signal. They should prompt us to do something. Our emotions should prompt us to do something. For starters, like check our tires, okay? Simply ask ourselves the question, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling the way that I am? What is it about this situation that is making me feel sad, upset, angry, and, and, and it's just to start with that simple question. And sometimes, sometimes God and the gift of his spirit that God talked, or that, not God, well, God did talk about it last week through Blair. We're not going to go down that rabbit trail. I could. Okay, but sometimes that, that thing that Blair talked about last week, the gift of the spirit, will prompt you with these thoughts within us, right? I think about a few weeks ago when we talked about Jonah, and God was like, yo, Jonah, hey, is your anger, is your anger just? Is your anger in this moment accurate? Right? Sometimes the Spirit prompts us with those questions. God wants us to ask those questions. And even more than that, God wants us to invite Him into that process and ask, why am I feeling this way? And then let His Spirit guide us. Let His Spirit guide us. And so it might be tempting to let your emotions guide you, but eventually you will be deceived because emotions are signals, gauges, not guides. And I can't control these signals, right? We can't control the signals that pop up on our dash, on our car. Okay, we can do things to make sure those signals don't come up, and I think that's another great metaphor, okay? But I don't control these signals. I was often told growing up that I needed to control my anger. Did it, was anyone else told, hey, you need to control your emotions? Anybody else? Hey, you need to figure that, you need to control that stuff. Maybe you've been told that you need to control your emotions or a specific one. And I want to ask, what if, what if we weren't meant to control our emotions? What if, first of all, how does, how does one even really do that in the first place? Like, how do you control your, your emotions, okay? Hey, don't, can you be less angry, please? Can you be less sad? Can you, can you please just not be as happy, since I'm kind of focusing on the negative ones? But I think that's partly, partly because, like, it's easier to talk about the good ones as gifts, and the negative ones are a little, the unpleasant ones, negative, I'm using that language, the unpleasant ones are less difficult to see as a gift. And so, hey, can you be like less sad, less happy, less lonely, right? Why can't you control that? But I think maybe we just have an obsession with control. I mean, actually, I kind of know we do, but that's a different sermon. Regardless, I'm not saying, for example, in this moment, I'm not saying that we should just be out of control, like over the top, off the wall with our anger about things. Self-control is, is needed. It's indeed a fruit of the Spirit, okay? And it's, a, it's an attribute of the Spirit's presence in our life and guidance in our life, okay? Self-control, right? And so what I'm offering to you is that it's less about controlling our emotions by dictating what and how much we feel and more about how we respond to those emotions, that we do feel. Our response is one of the ways we steward this good gift from God. We all know, right? We, we, we know. We know that all of God's, this is like the, the not, I guess not, it's, it's a God's greatest commandment. What's God's greatest commandment? Love, love God. Love others. Okay. All, right. All of God's commandments hang upon loving God and loving others. 
Okay, the gift of emotions can help us do this. Emotions can help us live in healthy relationships and emotions can help us stay connected to God and to others. Sadly, however, sadly often we experience emotions expressed in ways that separate or try to control rather than connect. Leaving us with the impression that some of these very unpleasant emotions are harmful or wrong or bad or even sinful. However, just because our response to emotion is expressed in a way that might in fact be harmful or sinful, our expression of that, the emotion itself is not. Properly stewarding this gift is about recognizing what is true from God and then being led by God into expressing this emotion in a manner that, that God, that loves God, honors God, and loves others. There's this, uh, there's a scene in Frozen. All right, I told you, we, a lot of Disney in our household these days. Frozen especially is one that is pretty much on a lot, okay? And so, there's this moment in the movie, and if you've been living on, you're, most of you should be familiar with Frozen unless you've been living under a rock, okay? But there's this moment in the movie where Elsa, okay, is, she's the one with powers, right? The blonde-haired one. Um, she escapes to the mountain, right? She escapes to the mountain to let it go, okay? Right? And there, there's this line in her song, let it go, okay? And it goes like this. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I tried. Don't let them in. Don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal. Don't feel. Don't let them know. Well, now they know. You right? Okay. See, you see, Elsa, or, uh, yeah, Elsa thinks she's free. She thinks she's free because she doesn't have to hide. She doesn't have to try to control her powers anymore. Okay, except here's the reality. Her powers are putting people in harm's way. They're putting people in danger because Arendelle, guess what, is in deep, 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 deep snow. Hello. Okay. Wow, we're going there. You can't tell. I watch this movie a lot. Okay. Elsa's avoidance. It's like it's, it's avoidance 101. What is she doing? She's avoiding. Her avoidance tactic does not work. Okay? Her avoidance tactic does not work. And it makes her, excuse, excuse me, <clears throat> it makes her even more afraid. And then she lashes out. She lashes out even more and, and even especially onto her sister. And there's this moment, there's this critical moment in the show where she lashes out with her powers and like she's just, she's dealing with all the fear, the raging storm inside, all of these emotions, because that's really what this is about. This is about her emotions, okay? And so she's dealing with all this and she's like, I can't control it. And then this icy blast hits on the heart and she starts getting a frozen heart, okay? And she turns to Anna and she goes, Anna, she says, what power, where am I at? There we go. What power do you have? to stop this winter. What power do you have to help me? And Anna, we know she doesn't have any powers. She doesn't have any powers like Elsa. However, we later discover, (coughs) excuse me, sorry, that Anna does have the power. She does have the power to help Elsa. She does have the power to help Elsa respond to her feelings, to her powers, a.k.a. emotions. She does. There's this moment later in the show where 
Elsa's about to be struck down by this guy we thought was good and he's bad, okay? And she's, she's, Anna's about to die. She needs an act of true love to save her, okay? And she sees this sword coming down on her sister. And in that moment, she sees that happen. And she steps in front of it as, as she turns into true ice, as she freezes solid. She steps in front of it. And she saves Elsa. The sword breaks. And Elsa realizes what happened. And in that moment, then we find out, okay, that was an act of true love. Elsa realizes after that act of true love, sacrificial love, that she had the power to control not control, but to deal with her emotions. She could then accept all that she was, all that she had, these emotions that she couldn't navigate or figure out or understand through sacrificial love, she could begin to do that. And she thaws Arendelle, okay, like boom, happy ending. It's a great ending, all right? One of, one of our favorite movies. And I just, I was watching that yesterday and I had to add it in because I'm like, holy cow, this is what I'm talking about. That moment of sacrificial love, friends, in Jesus, in the love of Jesus, in the cross, we have the power of sacrificial love. We can, we can move into this space, be guided by the Spirit to navigate and deal with our emotions. We can then choose to steward those emotions and respond from a place of love. That is how we steward our emotions. You can feel angry. You can feel upset. In fact, you can feel sad. In fact, you should. If you don't, something is wrong with you. God made you to feel those emotions. God made you to feel those to connect with him. The spirit, we're told the spirit in Romans grieves. It mourns alongside you. It utters moans deeper than we can express to God. And it's through Jesus' work on the cross, that resurrection power, that we can then respond in ways that honor, love God, and love others in our emotions, especially the unpleasant ones. And what I think we'll discover is that when we are good stewards of our emotions, all of them, when we listen and not suppress them, Consider them and invite God into them and then respond out of a place of sacrificial love, love from the Father to the Son communicated to us through the Spirit. I think what we'll discover is that emotions will lead us into a deeper connection with God and to a deeper connection with each other. The holidays are always busy, right? Just busy, busy, busy. There's all these added stress and things. Added emotions. That's also a part of life. It's a part of being made in God's image. So I'll ask you, what is God's gift of emotions trying to tell you? Are you listening? Are you listening and feeling these are one of the ways that we can receive the gift of emotions because like any gift, friends, you have to receive it. You have to receive it. You have to choose it. And then stewarding that gift. 
looks like responding from a place of love. Can I pray with you guys? God, this morning, we're talking about gifts. And you know that because I, you, you've been in this process with me. Band, I'll invite you up. I totally forgot. Yep, I, come on up, guys, as we pray. God, we know not all gifts are easy. Not all gifts are simple. That they're, in fact, complex and difficult gifts. Gifts that aren't safe. But just because something isn't safe doesn't mean that something isn't good. And so, God, as we navigate this gift, this beautiful gift of our emotions that can help us to experience life and love and connection with you and with others in our world in a beautiful, transformative way. God, we welcome you into this space of unsafety. The space that might be uncomfortable because it's an emotion that we're not used to expressing, to navigating, to feeling. And God, we invite you into this to guide us, to show us how to connect with you in this. Because God, I believe that is what emotions, why you created us to have emotions does, to connect to you and others in a beautiful, transformative way. So God, we thank you. We thank you for emotions, the pleasant ones that we love to feel, and even the unpleasant ones. God, in those unpleasant emotions, May we take time to listen. Listen to your spirit's guidance on why we might be feeling this. And then may we respond. Maybe this season we need to rest. Maybe this season we need to lament over the loss of someone not being here this Christmas. God, I I, I pray, I pray for the hearts in this room. The holidays aren't easy. But God, as we celebrate ultimately the gift that is your son Jesus and his life and his resurrection power, his love for us, God, as we celebrate that, help us to experience you through our emotions and to connect with you and others through our emotions. Help us to be better at that and to trust you, God, into the places that you take us. We love you. We praise you, God. It's in your name we pray. Amen.